sports betting ads that have completely taken over um, television broadcasts of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm with you. I'm there. I've watched a lot of games, and you're right. Every single commercial break has at least one of these ads. Um, during the game, lots of times, and you'll notice they do the uh, squeeze where half the screen gets pushed uh, to the game and the other half becomes some sort of ad. Uh, they have the segments during the intermissions now where they go to those two guys and talk about the latest lines and things like that. So it's really become part of at least the television broadcast. How many people are jumping in? I don't know how much of an impact it's having. Are people really getting involved in this? Um, I don't know, but it certainly is a change. We're going to chat now with Dr. Michael Narain, who's a professor in the Department of Sports and Management at Brock University. Uh, Dr. Narain, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, oh, not a problem. It's a pleasure to be on with you, Shay. It really is remarkable when you sit down to watch a hockey game. And I'm hearing, I mean, that's pretty much all I've been watching, but I'm hearing from other people, it doesn't matter if you're watching baseball or soccer, it's the same thing. It's constant. The advertising is just everywhere right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty pervasive, and, and to be honest, uh, Shay, it's unsurprising. I mean, what, what we know about this space, uh, given that it's so new here in Canada, but not new around the world, is that the game right now is about customer acquisition. And I, I didn't mean to use the pun there, but it's, it's, it is about customer acquisition. And so the only way in which these operators are going to get um, what they're looking for, which is increased revenue, is by getting uh, into the eyeballs of the consumer. And to do that, they need to map advertise. And that's through uh, out of the home, so traditional billboards, through social media, and of course, through television. And so, yeah, as you alluded to, if you're watching the Battle of Alberta, um, or you're watching, you know, maybe the French Open, doesn't really matter what, what your game is, yeah. you're going to see a lot of these ads, because again, the goal is to get the consumer into their specific ecosystem, there being each individual operator, because once you're in the ecosystem, System, Shay, then they can start to incentivize your gaming habits with promotional uh, content. So I guess it's sort of this is all brand new and they're scrambling to try and get as much market share as they can now that everybody's experiencing this for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess the, the, the analogy here is the cannabis rollout a, a couple years ago. And so, and, and I'm not too familiar with how cannabis has rolled out in Alberta, but specifically in Ontario, what we saw was a lot of players come out um, you know, try to get licenses from the government. And then it, over this period of time, there's been a bit of consolidation. And now it's it's not as, you know, hot topic buzz. But we've seen this in the gambling space around the world that, you know, here in Ontario specifically, there are about 30 licensees that have been approved by iGaming Ontario through the framework. But ultimately, in the next, say, five to ten years, Shay, there's probably going to be about six to seven major players okay. that are left once the dust, dust settles. Yeah. Gotcha. So this, what about this level of advertising? Will that tail off too as they sort of lock down the prospective number of gamblers and they've got their share and they don't need to try and hook as many people anymore? Uh, no, it's, it's going to be a pretty pervasive, <laughs> consistent thing. I mean, because you got to think about it. I mean, the game here is customer acquisition and growth. And so, you know, once you've got people into your ecosystem, that's great. But you also need to then try to take away market share from the operator, uh, the other operators. Now, the, the really interesting thing about this, Shay, is that we know from the research that consumers don't just go with one uh, operator. I'll, I'll call it one team. That if, you know, for someone who is into this type of uh, habit, they're going to have multiple operators on their phone, on their tablets, because different operators offer different odds and different events. And so, um, you know, even for myself, I can say anecdotally, I don't just have one app. I've got multiple, and they do offer different promotions okay. and different things. And so the, the, part of this challenge will also be you're going to continue to see lots of ads, 
because you're not just going to have one, you know, you're not just going to drive a Toyota or drive a Ford. You're going to have a whole slew um, of inventory on your phone. And, and that's part of what makes this such a dynamic space. Interesting, because I was going to ask, because it seems like you go into a casino and they're all the same, but there are some differences between these different apps, hey? Yeah, the, the, there's no loyalty here. I mean, the, for the consumer, the consumer's most uh, concerned with who's going to provide me with the best odds as well as who's going to give me the best promotions. And so whether it's a, a you know, major conglomerate like BetMGM and their ability to leverage their casino offering and their loyalty yeah. program, or whether it's another uh, uh, you know, operator like a, a DraftKings, which has this sort of ecosystem of uh, you know, rewards and, 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 and merchandise and influencers. And, and you know, there's, there's obviously a lot in between there. I think what's also interesting really quickly, Shay, if I can, is is also mention that the provincial lottery corporation could be at risk of kind of being left uh, to, to the slaughter, really, because we're seeing that here in Ontario. Now that we're in an election phase, and I'm not sure when Alberta, I think, you know, 2023 is perhaps the, the latest that an election will be called in Alberta, but here in Ontario... Uh, the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Corporation really can't do anything right now because they're in caretaker mode due to the election. And so it's, it's also another layer to this is how much revenue can the province generate from their own book, but also from the taxes that are incurred from each individual bet. And here in Ontario, we're at a 20% rate, uh, but we know some jurisdictions in the United States, Shay, have, uh, you know, New York State, for instance, has 51% tax rate oh, wow. on their gaming. So, so, so there's an opportunity here for Alberta and, and certainly the other jurisdictions here in Canada to make decent coin uh, off of this new world. So, you know, as much as consumers have to put up with the ads, they, you know, there, there hopefully will be uh, some benefit to this as far as, you know, uh, adding to the public coffer. Um, how much money are these companies willing to spend? I mean, you look at the talent, Doc. We're talking Gretzky, um, McDavid. Austin Matthews, Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, um, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx. I mean, they're not going cheap with this advertising campaign, they must be expecting huge returns. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and as I alluded to off the top, I mean, the goal and the game here is customer acquisition. Yeah. And so using influencers like Gretzky and McDavid, um, you know, that's, I mean, you know, Jamie Foxx is part of their, their sort of North American strategy. And same thing with Jesse Pinkman uh, for Bet365, part of a global strategy, use the same person over and over again. But yeah, I think it's a testament to what these operators are willing to pay. And we, we do know, that, again, it's, it's anecdotal and a bit of research combined here, but it's the, the threshold is roughly around $750 per customer in terms of the operator is being comfortable in spending that in order to acquire a new customer. And if you think about that, that's a lot of money. And so in the aggregate, if you think about all of the new customers they'll get, it justifies the spend of a Conor McDavid. It justifies the spend of a Gretzky, as well as, okay, if you deposit $250, we'll give you an extra $250 in bonus play. And really quickly, Shay, it's also worth mentioning that you know, a lot of this conversation is about sports betting. And yeah. so, yeah, we're watching the Battle of Alberta, and we're going to see all these ads. But sport is the bait and tackle that gets the consumer into the ecosystem. And the thing that we haven't been talking about here in Canada over the last decade is that, yes, we've been constrained as the consumer, um, you know, when it comes to single-game sports betting. But once you're in these ecosystems, there is a much bigger challenge, which is the consumer swapping over to the casino online system. And within all of these operator apps, 
yes, you can bet on the Battle of Alberta, but that you have to wait till 7.30 before, you know, puck drop. Yeah. You can bet on black. You can bet on roulette and, and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, craps and, and slots. And you can do those things instantaneously. And so the greater risk of addiction behavior happens with the casino. And to be honest with you, Shay, that's where the revenue generation comes from. It's not from the sports books. It's from the casino element to these apps. Interesting. So they just want to get you into that ecosystem they've created, and that's when they're going to make their money back. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you give me, you know, if you say, uh, you know, hey, Mike, I would like you to deposit $100 and I'll give you $100 in free play. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a great incentive. And, you know, maybe I put down five bucks on, on the Flames or, or the Oilers, uh, whoever we're cheering for on, on this call. But, uh, you know, maybe I'll put five bucks down. But I have to wait till 730. If I'm in that spirit of, oh, yeah. I've got yeah. some free bets here to ride with. Oh, maybe I'll jump over to the casino side of the app, which is built a built-in feature in all of these apps, I should say. And yeah, I could put. They've got uh, table games and slots, three sixty-five, twenty-four-seven, um, live dealers. You know, handing you out uh, blackjack cards, and and you could play right now. And so wow. that's where the risk of addiction truly takes another level. I mean, it's one thing to say. Yeah, you know what? We've prevented horse racing uh, bets through iGaming here in Ontario, and we were preventing, you know, certain elements. And but there's only X amount of games you can bet on. Fair enough, but you have to wait till seven thirty. You can do that through a casino on those apps right this second, and that's what's really scary. That is, that absolutely is. Uh, Doc, thanks so much for the discussion. Great information. I really appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. Anytime. Have a great day. Thank you very much. That is Dr. Um, Michael Narain, who's a professor in the Department of Sports and Management at Brock University, and he's mentioning the addiction aspect to it.